It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program. Ron, Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great day, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Look at that. God, it's loud as shit. There we are. It's the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast, coast to coast, to border to border on TuneIn iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course a brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24 7 replay, exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic app. And we are going to see if we can get Don Mazzella, Dan Perkins, and IQ Rizzoli on the Skype. I'm going to see if Skype's going to work today. I don't know if they're going to be able to hear me. I don't know how I'm going to be able to hear them. Stop talking. There we are. I got IQ. Awesome. <laughs> and I think we got Dan. You got me now? And we got Don. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> We've had... I've, I've had a hell of a last couple of weeks with some of this equipment, but we have some loaner equipment from a good buddy of mine, and uh, he... Uh, we're good to go. Uh, they can hear me. I can hear them, and it all works. And uh, first of all, I want to I want to start with a story. <laughs> this is going to be an IQ's neighborhood because uh, when I seen this come across social media yesterday, I I immediately went, "Oh my God! I've got to tell this to IQ." There is a, um, a <laughs> there is a Muslim actor, and I I, I don't know who he is. But he said that the only way to stop um, terrorism is to put more Muslims on television and put them in more prominent roles. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's the same as with the uh, with the blacks and uh, with the blacks. But anyway, I like. Yeah, I think I, I think that I, I don't. You know, if you think about it, the the. I'm not trying to speak for my good friend, Mr. IQ. By the way, I'm reading your book, and it's scaring the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Anyways, um, but, uh, um, uh, I, I'm not so sure that, that uh, that's not already trying to be already happening. Look at all the Muslims that were in the Obama administration. Yes. And they're still there even after he's gone. Yes. Um, it's it's um, an IQ could articulate it better, but... It seems to me that the strategy, uh, as I watch what's happening in Europe, the strategy is divide and conquer. Yes. Uh, go in there and and create a uh, a conflict and uh, uh, 
get the people to fight against each other and, and just take over the governments um, with the leftovers. And I, I think that that's, that's, I mean, I don't know who this guy is, but uh, that's where you're going you're gonna to stop dissent because you're going to put them in control of everything around us. Like you. You're right. They are divided and conquered. They are the enemy within. How many times do I have to repeat it? I've been doing it for 14 years. No Muslim, by definition, can ever be loyal to any law or entity which is not Islamic. That's simple, it's not complicated. So every Muslim is automatically the enemy of every non-Muslim on earth. That means every Muslim is the enemy of 80% of humanity today. Of every Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, Jew, Zoroastrian, atheist, agnostic, etc. It's not complicated, for God's sake. Well, the uh, the so, the story here, Dan. Well, hold on. I I want to want to give a little bit more context to this. Uh, this comes from the Free Beacon. Uh, Star Wars actor Riz Ahmed, or Riz Ahmed. Uh, gave some advice on how to fight the terror group ISIS. He says, uh, during Thursday, a speech to Channel 4's annual diversity lecture in the Parliament, of course, over in Europe, um, Ahmed urged television producers to embrace diversity and have more Muslim rep- representation or young people will feel alienated and will be more vulnerable to joining extremist groups. <laughs> so, there we go. Put them on TV or they're going to become terrorists. James, I sent you a link to an audio, a sort of video, with the Glasgow gang, which I made. Have you looked at it? Yes, I have. It is fantastic. I watched it last night. Well, I don't need more than that. In less than 10 minutes, I completely and utterly discredited Muhammad as a prophet and the alleged divine origin of his Quran. I don't need comedians. Jim, can I ask him? Go. Go, jump in there. Okay. I'll wait my turn. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. IQ, I watched and listened to the video last night. Yes. That poor guy, he took off on a rant, and he just sat there and didn't say a word for 10 minutes. I mean, it was like, this was the IQ show. Okay, I'm going to sit there and listen to what I have to say. Anyway. So, but here's here's the question. I I don't know why I never asked you this, but I, and I I guess what I was listening to when you talked about your uh, what, what what we'll call your religious awakening um, was it in fact a study that converted you from a natural born Muslim into Christianity? What was what, that turning point? First of all, I never told anybody that I converted from any religion to another religion. I'll tell you why also. If I say that I converted to Christianity, the Muslims will say, ah, he's an apostate, he's this and that. If I tell them I became a Jew, it's the same thing, he's a Zionist. They know nothing about my background. All they know, I'm an Iraqi. I was born in Iraq. My mother tongue is Arabic. All I said is, I studied the Quran I studied the Bible, I studied the New Testament when I compared the verses of the Quran in which there were biblical verses in it with the actual uh, chapters and verses in the Bible, they were completely and utterly wrong. And that is what made me go on the mission to find out why and how is it possible 
if Allah is truly the same as the God of the Bible, could he be wrong again and again and again and again? Well, simple. He's not God. End of conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if God can't make any mistakes, then this guy was making them right and left. Good God, Probably. not one mistake. Not one Probably. mistake. Yeah. A hundred mistakes. How could it be? And they're all contradictions. They're all contradictions, by the way, every single one of them. Okay, so now, now I'm, I want to I want to ask you another question. Go go. On the day before I wrote this piece, uh, I think Jim might have seen it uh, about the Oscars and about the Democrats. Yes, yes, I did see that. It's fantastic. Pardon me. It's fantastic, Dan. Thank you. I appreciate that. What do you have? You seen the newest one? No, I haven't got a chance to see it yet. Democratic dissent. Subversion or treason? It's up on Clash Daily right now. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, um, so going back to, on the day before the Oscars, the Democratic National Committee met in Atlanta to select a new committee chairman. And they were looking at Perez and Ferguson. Ferguson, as you know, is the, is the Muslim from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And... Um, Perez only won by 23 votes. So 48% of the Democratic Party was against the eventual chairman and voted for the Muslim to be the leader of the party. That seems to me to be a large percentage of the at least the committee members who were left of left. And I'm curious about what you thought about that election. Thank you. I'll tell you something. I was hoping they will elect Ellison, Keith Ellison. Because right. although they have Perez, but with Keith Ellison, they would have definitely committed suicide. Right. That they will never be elected again for the next 50 years. Well, there was, there was talk uh, on, in the afternoon on Sunday not on the news shows, but some of the bloggers were saying that Hillary and Obama were behind Perez and and uh, along with Joe Biden. And uh, Chuck Schumer, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders were behind Ellison. And the reason why it was important for Hillary's camp to win is, believe it or not, guys, that she's laying the pipe for running for president in 2020. She can try again, but I'll tell you something. The most remarkable thing Good about Lord. the Democratic Party are the Jewish contingent. And I'm not even being derogatory. They can't possibly have two brain cells of logic, each and every one of them. They are committing suicide by joining the Muslims. They honestly believe, by the way, they do believe that they are being decent and compassionate. But being decent and compassionate to a Nazi is not a very clever thing. And that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> now, Don, uh, sitting here and listening to all this, what, what, what do you have, uh, what, what are your thoughts on some of this? Hello, as usual, in many thoughts, Dan always brings up some things in IQ. You, you know, this is a great program for, uh, for getting people uh, uh, thinking. Uh, uh, I often leave the program thinking about it and write, writing something. But um, uh, what Dan's, uh, the New York Times, uh, which I know is everybody's favorite newspaper, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the, their, the big, their big story today is the fact that um, there's a dark conspiracy of people um, that the, the Trump administration believes there's a dark conspiracy amongst people to undermine them. And uh, if you read the piece, you, 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 uh, they're almost ridiculing uh, this. But uh, after I finished reading the piece, uh, I came to the conclusion that uh, there are people like the Hillary Clinton uh, camp and the uh, uh, Bernie camp that really do believe that they have a chance of winning in 2000, and, and they are undermining what's going on. There was an interesting story in the Wall Street Journal t today about how the bureaucrats at the HUD have cut the uh, New York uh, State, New York City's uh, housing al allocation, uh, anticipating that uh, the Trump people will try to do more and hoping that they can save, uh, save most of the, the $1.4 billion that is sent by the federal government every year to uh, New York New York City, not forget state, city, for housing supplement uh, uh, funding. So uh, uh, you can see that there are still people uh, uh, in government and in the federal government that are really trying to um, undermine uh, the, what, what Trump is uh, trying to do. But I found it interesting that he told the uh, uh, Planned Parenthood uh, uh, people that if they got rid of abortion, he wouldn't cut their budget. But if he didn't, he would cut their budget. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 did. I saw that today. I saw that today. You know, and, and, go ahead. Finish up. No, I, I mean, you know, uh, we're bringing all of this stuff up, and uh, I, I, I think it's it's so important. And I, I, I'm more and more convinced that IQ is cor correct about uh, Islam. And, you know, when we first started at IQ, I kind of thought you were a little off the, the wall. But the, but the more uh, I talk with you, I'm beginning to climb the wall with you. <laughs> that's I fantastic. Love that. Thank you. And that's hard to do with that neck brace on, too. <laughs> yes. Especially with, my, with my, my neck the way it is. But anyway, um, uh, you know, the, the, there's a lot to be what's said, and uh, uh, but... But I think uh, Peggy Newton had a great piece in the Wall Street Journal on um, on Sunday and uh, well uh, Saturday. But but the interesting thing it's been repeated uh, when President Trump did his State of the Union address last week, you could clearly see the Democrats in the audience sinking lower in the seats as he as his speech got better and better. And they were realizing that, that maybe he was going to be around for uh, eight years. But that's another story, and I'd like to talk about that. But uh, anyway, that was a long answer to your question. <laughs> hey, uh, Jim, I, I was at a, uh, a meeting yesterday. Yes. It's done every month. It's called Current Events here on Sanibel. And it's like 99.9% .9 left liberal, and I'm the only conservative in the room. <laughs> I bet that's fine. But last two weeks ago, You're more than equal to it. <laughs> I was the moderator two weeks ago, and then people were just kind of stunned. Anyway, uh, one of the questions that was asked from the floor yesterday, following up on what Don was saying, is the question was, well, can Mr. Trump survive his first four years? And yes. a lot of people in the room a lot of people in the room said no. 
So I said, sir, I think you need to rephrase your question. How many of the Democratic leadership can survive the next four years? He said, what do you mean? I said, if you look at the, the, the polling data that 80-plus percent of Americans are tired of what the Democrats are going to do, the Democrats are, are what they're doing, if they're going to continue to attack and attack, America's getting tired of it. And so they're, they're jeopardizing their future in the 2018 and the 2020 election. And I, I believe that to be true. I think that these people... Uh, are on a different brand of Kool-Aid uh, that they think that they are right, meaning correct, and everybody else in the world is wrong. And I think they're still still fighting the loss in the presidential election because they're unwilling to admit that more people in the process that we have voted for our guy, not for their, their girl. And... Um, uh, they're still arguing about it, and I just think it's amazing. I mean, IQ, I don't know whether you saw this. I did. Andrea Merkel, who's been all over the place with the immigration policies that she, she put in when she had let all these immigrants come in, she's now talking about paying the illegal immigrants that have come across the border money to withdraw their asylum applications and leave the country. I know. <laughs> you, you saw that? Yes, but it, it's already costing them, according to their own figures from their government, it will cost the Uni European Union 40 billion euros to take care of one and a half million illegal immigrants. 40 billion euros. Yeah, and, and I, I, I met a gentleman uh, um, yesterday from uh, from Germany who's who's very angry about what's happened to his country. And I think more and more people in Europe in general, and again, you would be a much better expert than I am on this, more and more people in Europe are becoming concerned about losing their historical identity. But, but not enough. Honestly, not enough. Look what's happening in France. A lot more people are going now to the left instead of going to the right. That's in France. In Germany, more people are demonstrating welcome refugees, as if nothing had happened. The tragedy of Europe is exactly what is happening in America. The elite have been indoctrinating generation after generation of young Europeans about multiculturalism, that everybody is equal, there are no differences between religions, uh, Islam is an Abrahamic religion. It is not a religion. Islam is unique. Of all the belief systems that ever existed on the planet Earth, it is unique. It will never integrate. It will never assimilate. It is always aggressive. And it will want, it has one mission. Every single Muslim has one mission on Earth. From the day he is born to the day he is dead. To bring Islam and Sharia over the whole world. Back to you. Well, you know, IQ, I take comfort in the fact that you always point out there aren't that many intellectuals amongst uh, the Islamics. Let's hope that's true. Hmm. There are no intellectuals among Islamics. None. Zero. They don't exist. 
Well, well you keep no, you keep uh, uh, pointing out, and you saying, uh, uh, talk about the great people um, uh, that have come out of Islam, etc., and the original thinking. But uh, I, I want to go sideways for a minute and point out a, a, a terrible problem that's now facing the Ger the uh, German army. Uh, there, there is a generation of uh, 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 refugees who are now eligible for military service, and and they're not being called up, and that's uh, causing problems within uh, Germany as well. It's not being talked about, but it will become the n next big issue because they are not drafting the 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 uh, the, the sons the sons uh, of uh, immigrants into the army. I did see. Uh, speaking of sons, I did see an article over the weekend that the 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 Italian government is becoming more and more alarmed at the diminishing birth rate in Italy. Uh, uh, literally about uh, the fact that uh, their 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 culture may be gone in a matter of a couple of decades because they're not replacing and and the number of people that are going to be necessary to support those that are remaining are going to have to come from outside the Italian culture, and they're going to lose their culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jiggy, could I bring up a, a, a subject? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I would love to. Um, uh, because uh, it's actually a piece I wrote for uh, Constitution on the fact that uh, President Tr Trump is about the first face this first international crisis yes and that's going to come from north korea yes and it's going to and it's going to be something that's going to happen quite rapidly uh w within the next two to three months if not sooner as um uh, uh, um i got word from washington uh, that uh, several intelligence agencies are are reporting that the north koreans are becoming very belligerent uh uh, and part of the problem is the fact that uh, uh, their resources uh, to feed their people and to, to maintain things are uh, uh, starting to be really strained. And the only way to relieve it is to do something like um, attack the United States. That By the way, they, they, they are coordinating with Iran. Iranian forces are attacking, well, not really attacking, but they are harassing American naval forces in the Gulf. And again and again, the naval forces of America are avoiding confrontation. And that's a mistake. That's a huge mistake. If these naval forces of Iran come as close as 600 meters from American ships, they should have blown them up when they were 1,000 meters away. But they're not doing it. Big mistake. You're, you're absolutely right on that, um, uh, IQ. And there's a, a, it's an interesting thing that if you look at the number of advisors who come out of the armed forces that are with the, uh, uh, President Trump right now at, at all levels, you, you would expect them to be more uh, vociferous in uh, defending it. But, but the minute the Iranians um, try to stop the Straits of Hormuz, you, you, uh, there will be a confrontation. But I think it will be North Korea first. No problem. The, the thing that I, I, I've been thinking about on that particular issue 
um, you know, the uh, the North Koreans now have have in essence doubled down because they've admitted that they now have biological weapons, and there's some belief that the some of those biological weapons were used to kill the uh, the the leader's brother. Um, so you got biological weapons and you got um, ballistic missiles. Now, I. I know that the American media likes to, to talk about the fact that um, the development of the missiles in North Korea are such that they could reach the west coast of the United States. Um, I, I talked to a, a, a personal friend of mine who is a retired Air Force Brigadier, and I asked him how long it would take to go from a launch from North Korea to the west coast and he said probably about um, um, uh, an hour an hour and 15 minutes and that in NORAD uh, uh, we have uh, satellite sensors that can protect that can show any any rocket engine ignited anywhere in the world wherever it is and so that that he doesn't think that there's a great threat to the west coast or to America properly uh, but he does think that there are there, there could be some threat to its border neighbors South Korea and, and Japan and some of the other Asian nations um, it, it appears to me that um, that it used to be that they felt the world felt that Korea was under the influence of China and they were doing China's bidding. But I'm becoming more and more convinced that um, China doesn't have as much influence as it used to have uh, over North Korea. And I agree with Don, they're, they're almost as bad, if not as worse off than, than um, Venezuela in terms of being able to feed their people and provide electricity. And, and um, so I, I know the country's in, in dire straits, but I'm not sure, and maybe Don, you can explain the logic of it to me. How would a war with the United States help Korea's position? Well, it would not only be a war with uh, the United States; it would be a war with South Korea. Um, uh, well, for for one thing, war always unifies people, except uh, when we go to war in Vietnam. But the uh, it. it for one thing, the the, the current um, uh, head uh, uh, head of North Korea is is essentially a crazy person. Um, yes. The general the general consensus is he's not very stable. Um, uh, I witnessed the fact that he has killed off every almost every single member of his immediate family. Um, his brother. His half brother, uh, one of his sisters, uh, his uncle, who was his, um, uh, in fact regent until he gained power, and then uh, 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 you may or may not be aware, he um, uh, his four top intelligence officers were shot to death by anti-aircraft um, uh, guns in front of uh, the the rest of the Politburo uh, just just last week. All that because the, the the guy is paranoid about um, 
assassination uh, and being deposed. And, and uh, he's got a people who are essentially uh, uh, two levels, the elites and the rest of the world, uh, the rest of the people. And the only hope he has at some point when things finally end will be when um, uh, if, uh, he unites them against the war. Uh, and, and the South Koreans are afraid of that. Uh, they have quietly called up uh, some of their reserve units. They've quietly moved uh, a, c a couple of their divisions closer to the North Korean uh, border. Uh, but uh, let's be frank about it. North, uh, South Korea could not withstand. Uh, they're an outnumbered three to one in ground troops. Um, they, it, they could not hold off. Uh, uh, and most of the South Korean troops are are in reserve and uh, the equivalent of National Guard battalions. And they could not hold it out. And we'd have a replay of the 1950 Korean War uh, in our own. You know, we only have now uh, uh, three reinforced brigades uh, in, in Korea. Uh, we've culled down from three divisions to three brigades. And uh, uh, they would probably be overwhelmed. The interesting point was, as someone pointed out, the South Koreans move closer to the border and the Americans move further away, um, which was uh, kind of ironic and kind of tells you where things are. But uh, uh, we're facing some real dilemmas. And, uh, uh, it's how pre and to me, the thrust of my article and what I wanted to talk about was the fact that how President Trump handles the, uh, these crises will go a long way to talking about uh, his administration. And uh, uh, I think he's going to handle them well, but I'm curious your thoughts and, I, and IQ's thoughts on what, how do you think he'll handle them. Personally, I think Japan should go Nokia and should go immediately Nokia. They should never depend on America. Korea should do the same thing. They should not depend on America. They have no reason to depend on America. They have the technology, and they have the missiles, and they can say, we had enough. North Korea can continue to uh, threaten us. We, we go nuclear, and they go nuclear immediately. You have a balance of power. Wow. Dan. Wow. Um... Um, <laughs> that's that's a heck of a lot to handle there coming from IQ. But I'll tell you something is true. I'll tell you why. China, as Donald just said, is not in control of North Korea. What I'm what I'm surprised at is North Korea is just as threat to China as it is to South Korea or Japan. He has no alliances. He has no friendship with anybody. He's the guy is a maniac. I mean, he's not a stable creature. And some, unless somebody in the government will kill him, there's no solution. The only other solution, as I said, Amer Japan does not have any reason to depend on America. America is not going to go nuclear war over Japan. Why? Why would they do that? Can anybody answer me? Japan uh, cannot defend itself. The, the, the Japanese defense forces are not at a level yet where they can defend themselves. That's why I'm saying nuclear. If you go nuclear, you don't need to defend yourself. When you go nuclear, you don't need to defend yourself. You don't need a land army for a nuclear war. <laughs> what do you do with a nuclear with a land army? 
the place is going to be contaminated. We're not talking about Hiroshima of 20,000 tons. We're talking about 100,000 tons, a million tons of TNT. We're not talking about peanuts. I'm not advocating nuclear war. But if you don't stand up and be counted, the thug will keep on threatening you. And Japan has the technology, and they can go nuclear in no time. Oh, are you advocating that we use the nuclear devices in North Korea? Good God. What, what, do you think you're going to have another alternative? Of course not. When he goes nuclear, what are you going to do? Come on, you as America, I mean. Well, if it was President Obama, he would have gone and apologized. But we don't know. <laughs> President yeah, but Obama would have gone and apologized, and we know that. But we're talking about here reality. If North Korea attacks South Korea, well, how will America defend South Korea? I want to know. Well, With I, three I, brigades? I would, I would say that um, that. Uh, Nuclear is a is a is a very very difficult situation. Uh, if if I were in the Pentagon, what I would be looking at is the anecdotal evidence of the country to uh, feed its people and its its terrible unreliable electrical grid. So. What I would do is, instead of going nuclear, uh, even and I would I, I would do the following. Um, I would do first strike. I would go in and I would destroy their nuclear capabilities. I'd destroy all of their power plants, and I'd bomb all their warehouses where they're storing food. And then watch and see what happens. I would not use nuclear as my first weapon. If I if I if I if I degrade their ability to generate electricity, then they have no way to refrigerate food. They have no way to keep the lights on. The company goes. The country becomes dark. You take away their electrical power. You wipe out their their water resources, and you wipe out their nuclear resources with aircraft and missiles. Um, and you don't have to do it with nuclear missiles. You, you take a country that's already degraded dramatically, push it over the hill by taking out its core resources. Um, if they don't have the ability to feed the army and to provide ammunitions and munitions for the army, even though it might be larger, you can still use aircraft and missiles and weapons to also take out their army. Uh, I think there are a lot of choices long before we'd ever push the button for nuclear. Correct. That is, if you do a preemptive strike, nobody is going to do that. Well, see, I think, uh, um, I, I, I think there's a part of me that IQ wants to believe that maybe, hopefully, that there are. But you may be right. There may not be anybody to have the strength to do the, the preemptive strike. But I do believe that my g general friend is correct, that we know... All these missiles that the Iranians and the and the North Koreans are launching, and we track them and we know where they're going. If a missile, if if the missiles which have been going out into the Sea of Japan are launched and they go south, we launch the stuff to knock them out of the sky. But once once those missiles cross the parallel, 
where you've got an attack upon the, the South Korea by the North Korean government, then you let all hell break loose. But you don't have to do nuclear. You can do the things that I'm talking about, where the aircraft and, and missiles take out their infrastructure, take out their army, and, and you don't need to do that with nuclear. Question, and I think you're, you're raising a valid question. Do we have the, the Constitution, not the document, the, but the personal tenacity to when that first when that first missile turns south instead of going east, do we have the willingness to send out an all-out attack to destroy the destroy the missile, but also destroy the infrastructure of the country? I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned that um, you've got a in in the United States, especially in the government. Uh, there's there's some people, and I don't know whether this number is true. IQ. There are some people who are saying there may be as many as 4,000 Obama operatives in the executive branch of the government. Now, I don't mean at the White House, but in all the departments, and are having influence of, of whether policy gets carried out or doesn't get carried out, even though an executive may decide that this is going to happen. Um, so we have some exposure there that uh, we may be vulnerable because we have people in a what is now called the shadow government, which are not in favor of what the of the selection of Donald Trump as president, and wanted to go a different direction. Um, I'm wondering if part of the reluctance to respond uh, to the bullying from from Iran in the Straits of Hormuz is um, cowardice or strength. I'm, I'm not. I'm really not sure. IQ. I. I can, no. I can create a scenario both directions. I can create a scenario that says we are restrained because they're not physically attacking us, uh, but do we have orders in place that if they do launch anything against the ship, do we blow them out of the sky, and do we just take out that aircraft, or do we do something more? I, I honestly don't know what the policy of this administration is. Uh, I don't think anybody does. I'm not sure the administration does, like you. Yeah, but that's the most dangerous position to be in. Because yes. that makes America extremely vulnerable, and if America is vulnerable, all her allies are vulnerable. All yes. I agree. Well, but don't forget, um, our rules of engagement uh, in the Straits of Hormuz in, in that area are very clear. If the uh, if the uh, ship feels that it's under attack, it it has the it has the right. Uh, if it's in international waters, which they are, it, it has the, the right to defend itself. And that's the, uh, what the rules of engagement. But to answer your question, Dan, um, uh, the Army and the Navy and the Air Force have done a pretty good job of, of insulating themselves. Uh, I'm told by various sources that uh, have insulated themselves against uh, attempts by uh, Obama in eight years to purge the ranks of uh, independent and people who uh, believe like uh, I believe you and I and uh, uh, the people on this program that uh, uh, the, the military is subservient to the uh, president. Uh, president, uh, president Obama tr uh, tried early in his administration and then late in his administration to purge the officer ranks, but um, I'm told did a, uh, they did a fairly good job of preventing that from happening. Uh, and the proof. Mike, I, I'm going to disagree with you, Don, because my contact, a two-star uh, rear admiral, told me uh, less than a month ago 
that under the Obama administration, 1,200 flag officers were dismissed. Yes. Well, there were there were colonels in Afghanistan in combat who were relieved of their command and retired. Um, so that the, the flag officership, uh, the flag officership of the United States is at one of its lowest levels uh, prior to uh, the Second World War. And so that our, our army is smaller, our efforts are smaller, our navy is smaller, all than before the Second World War. So I'm, I'm um, I mean no disrespect, but the information that I'm getting from my my contacts in the military is that he's we're not, we're not in disagreement, Dan, but who was purged and who was not and who was kept? Uh, I, I'll go back and use as the example uh, General George Marshall when when the army was really purged down uh, in the, during the Depression in the 30s. He kept that list of, of the officers and he kept it. I'm told, and I, again, I've, I've been wrong before in my life, but and uh, my sources have <laughs> misled me um, uh, before. But yes, uh, in, uh, Obama tried to really purge and did cut down the number of officers, etc. But I'm told that the, the cadre is still in place. Uh, and, and the proof of the pudding is the fact that uh, uh, President Trump uh, took some of the people that were purged and put them in his uh, cabinet and his close advisors. And that, uh, in fact, uh, there's a new spirit uh, uh, in the Pentagon about how things are going to go. And the proof of the pudding also is what, how big a, uh, a budget increase does Trump want to put in place? I mean, that to me was all good news. And I heard the number, and, and you may have a different number, I heard the number that he wanted to increase military spending was $54 billion. Well, that's a drop in the bucket, but to start, better uh, up than down. Is that well, but but in a relative scheme of things, fifty-four billion dollars out of a four trillion dollar budget is not even a drop in a bucket. You can't find it. It's a rounding error. And so, uh, I'm not saying he's not spending more money. I'm just saying that that the 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 right if the number that I keep hearing of fifty-four billion, and believe me, that's a lot of money. Fifty-four billion dollars. Um, the, uh, the implication is, and this is the other thing that a lot of people don't understand. Okay, I want to increase the spending in the, in, the, in the Department of Defense. Am I going to spend it on personnel? And am I going to spend it on equipment, aircraft, ships? What am I going to spend it on? If I want to go into developing weapon systems and aircraft and, and, and aircraft carriers and ships and destroyers, they may not even be built by the time President finishes President Trump finishes his second term. So the lead time in order to do this is, is, extent, is ex extensive. And even if he decides he wants to increase the size of the foot soldiers involved, he can increase them, but he's got to be able to supply them. And that takes time to build up that supply chain. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat skeptical that, that um, increasing the defense budget will have any immediate reward in the military strength of the United States. Uh, I agree. Uh, 
uh, um, I, I totally agree with you on, on that point. But, but uh, I, I'd like to, before we do, I'd like to get back to South Korea for a moment and point out that uh, we have a treaty with South Korea that says explicitly if North Korea attacks you, we, we the United States, uh, we use all our forces to protect you. That treaty is, is one of the most iron, well, no treaty is ironclad anymore, but uh, one of the uh, uh, most specific of all the treaties we have in this world. And uh, it, it, it's unfortunate that North Korea does do that because it will force us to move uh, uh, heaven and earth to help them. And it will mean casualties and significant casualties um, uh, in any war. And then uh, uh, to point out, uh, North Korea has spent the last 30-odd years hardening all of its uh, uh, facilities against their attacks, etc. cetera. And uh, uh, if you look at the, their hydroelectric and all of that, it, they're all uh, protected. It's going to be a, a costly war for us should we, we do it. And uh, uh, there has to be ways of doing it, but whatever way we do it, it'll be very costly to us. Well, I wonder, I wonder, because um, we're talking, speaking about the military. Uh, IQ, if I can come back to you. Um, the Democratic Party in the United States made has made a big deal out of the fall of Mosul. Is it overplayed? Over the fall of Mosul, the big deal. No, it wasn't even. It hasn't fallen. Mosul hasn't fallen completely. I mean, I don't know where the big deal is. Well, that's the point I'm asking you. Is there's the Democrats seem to think that it's a an Obama victory that Mosul is about to fall and has been falling. Obama victory? How is it Obama victory? He undermined the military. How is it his victory? So it is in spite of what he was doing that the Iraqis are doing. By the way, the Turks are against what the Americans are doing now. The Turks, only a few days ago, today, yesterday or the day before yesterday, they were attacking Yazidis and Kurds. They are literally subverting the American and British uh, attempt at attacking ISIS. People keep thinking that Turkey is part of NATO. Turkey was not in part of NATO since the war with Iraq, since Bush. Under Erdogan, Turkey is out of NATO. Get it through your thick heads. I'm talking about yes. the Americans who are listening. It's out of NATO. It's a Muslim state. Turkey, under the secular leadership of the military, yes, it was part of NATO. Not anymore. It hasn't been since time of Bush. Back to you. Well, there are some... I'm, go ahead, Don. No, I was just going to say, unfortunately, IQ, you're very correct on that. You're, you're very correct, and we, we've got to worry about it. And, uh, it, you know, the Mideast, uh, the enemy of my, my enemy. Uh, 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 the, enemy uh, my enemy is my friend. Yes, yes. Yes. That, that's, that's the way things are. Thank you, IQ. Uh, back to you, Dan. Well, IQ, there's there. I've been reading things that they're talking about with what's going on in Turkey, 
is that it's it's moving rapidly to a Sharia state. It is. The, it has the, been going for Sharia. Erdogan has made it Sharia practically. Look, you can't find Turkish women without hijab. Not easily. You can't find any opposition anymore. He has removed maybe 140,000 people from the government because he doesn't trust them. Turkey is a dictatorship, 100% dictatorship. doesn't matter they speak about democracy. Democracy cannot exist in Islam. Again, another item. Get it through your thick heads, Americans and Europeans, whoever is listening. You cannot have democracy and Islam. That's an oxymoron. Can anybody defeat me and de debate me and prove me wrong? The answer is no. Such a creature cannot exist. Not because I say so. It's because Dan says so. So, uh, let me ask you, and we've got a few minutes. Let me ask you, IQ, about what are you hearing about the Muslims community in the United States reaction to Mr. Trump in general? They hate him because he is telling the truth. They will undermine him. They, look, it's simple. Please, Americans, it's simple. No Muslim loves you. No Muslim trusts you. Every Muslim wants you dead or subservient to Sharia. You have to understand these fundamentals. I'll tell you what, Americans, get somebody from care to debate me. <laughs> I've <Hooper>. tried. <laughs> the guy who represents care every single time. Let him debate me. I'll bury him in less than 10 minutes. <laughs> I've tried to get all sorts of people from care to come on this program and chat. I've, I've tried to get them to come on and just give us their views, and then we would just have you show up. I've, <laughs> I've talked to them about having them come on and debating you. Uh, they're not interested. Every time I mention the name IQ Al-Rizzoli, I don't get a response back. <laughs> but but, but I, would think, I would say, Jim, based on what I've seen on television, uh, whether it's true or not, it's just what I've seen on television, uh, and it's not IQ. When, whenever there is a, a Muslim zealot on television, um, they... Um, honest to God, they looked like they went to the Democratic Party school of how to how to control an interview. Um, they raise their voices. They disagree with what's being said. They make their own point, whether it's relative to what was being asked. Um, much like the Democrats operate. Maybe the Democrats are Muslims. I don't know, but um, but it, it is it is interesting. And you know the the, the one question that I think. Um, I think about a lot. Is it what at what point in time when the Muslim population is at some level will they have ultimately taken control of the world? When they are twenty to thirty percent of any nation. Yeah, but I understand from the nation, but I'm talking about the world. No, no, I'll tell you why. It doesn't matter if there are six billion Muslims in Muslim world. Who gives a damn? But if you have six billion Muslims outside the Muslim world, then we have a catastrophe. 
So it doesn't matter how many Muslims there are on planet Earth in the Muslim land, in the 57 Muslim majority states. They can be 200 billion for all I care. It's irrelevant. What is relevant are the enemy within, in Europe, in Israel, in America, in Latin America, in South America, all of these countries where Muslims come in as immigrants and refugees and turn out to be, uh, what do you call it, uh, traitors, literally, the stealth jihad. What caused, what caused the explosion? And I don't, I'm not being facetious, IQ, when I ask you. We're there now about 1.3 to 1.4 billion people out of, what, 6 billion people in the world? 8 billion in the world, there are 1.5 billion Muslims. Right. What caused the explosion? Money. They, they grew Oil slow. money. Oil money. There's no explosion. The only thing that happened is Saudi money created, they spent over $100 billion building 70% of almost outside the Muslim world. 70% of all mosques in the Western world is built by Saudi Arabia. That's what happened. Oil money. Western oil money. Hmm. Infidel oil money. Yes. Wow. Look, they cannot win. We can destroy them. We, the only way to do that is by quarantine them. You don't allow any Muslim to come to any... European country. And the Muslims who are in European countries, if they want to have Sharia, ask them to pack up. Not ask them. You order to pack up and go. Doesn't matter where they want to go. They go. Sharia is incompatible with democracy. Full stop. Take it or leave it. Yeah, but the, here's the problem I have with, the, with your logic, my dear friend. Yes, sir. You're saying, I don't give a crap about how many people are inside the Muslim world. But I'm concerned about the Muslims outside the Muslim world. Correct. And I and I have a I, I gotta tell you, Bud, I got a problem with that because if if I got eight billion people in the world and I got four billion Muslims and they're primarily in the Muslim countries, I still got four billion people and that's that's a, a huge amount of economic power and influence that could d dramatically dominate the world. But they haven't got any economic power. You show me a productive, one single productive Muslim country, show it to me. Without oil, forget it. Without oil, without gas, show me a productive Muslim country. There are 57 Muslim majorities. Show me one, please. Tell so me which one. What, what was, if you think about the, 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 the Muslim countries in Southeast Asia, I think what, Indonesia is one of them? Yes, Indonesia, Malaysia, Pakistan. Well, they're not productive. They're not productive, for God's sake. What do they produce? Food? Without our technology, without our aid, without our medicine, these people are dead. Don't take my word for it. It's a fact. Listen, have you ever heard of any Muslim country sending money to any Christian country which suffered earthquake? Tell me Give me a single instance. Never, never in a hundred years, never did a Muslim country or any Muslim institution help 
Christians anywhere in the world. And yet, Christians spend hundreds of billions of dollars helping the people in Somalia, in the Yemen, in Saudi Arabia. Why? They are the enemy. They are the ones whose children will destroy your children. Tell me where the logic is, please. I'm not being nasty. I'm being realistic. I understand. And, and the reason why we do it is because we're Christians and we have a God that tells us that we have a responsibility to look. Yes, after. but it's a responsibility to protect your children, not to protect the children of the enemy. Sorry. My God is like your God. He didn't tell me to be stupid. Sorry. <laughs> I hope he didn't tell us to be stupid. Well, behaving the way we're talking about is stupid. Why do you spend hundreds of billions of dollars helping Muslim countries who don't give a damn about you? By the way, all aid to Muslim countries, the imam of every country tells the Muslim, this is jizya money. You know what jizya money is? Tax, yes, I am. Thank you. So, mm -hmm. you help them because you are charitable, you are a good Christian. They mm -hmm. take it from you because you are submitting to them. It's not charity. It's submission. Please. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Right. This is what reality is all about. This is where I stand up and other people fail. Well, as we wrap up here, uh, gentlemen, uh, we'll start with Don. Uh, give us an update on the uh, on all the projects, my friend. Well, with Dan, recalculating uh, is launched. We're on every Tuesday and Thursday uh, across the nation. Uh, you can recalculating.biz. You can learn all about us, uh, hear our programs. Uh, if you want to hear more about me, there's... Uh, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.